Hey there, happy hump day. Welcome or welcome back to The View from My Soapbox. I'm Francesca, and I'm super grateful that you're here with me today. I think you're going to like today's episode. It's one part inquisitive, one part meditative, and it's the perfect way to check in with yourself halfway through this final week of June, and for those of us who are students, halfway through our summer. (laughs) I hope you're all making the most of it so far. Let's dive right in, shall we? Okay, there are certain questions whose answers invariably tell you a lot about the person answering them. One of my favorite of these questions is, do you spend more time thinking about the past, the present, or the future? And of course, the follow-up question, why is that? I know, I know, I'm often accused of getting way too deep at the totally wrong time. I'm the person at a party who seeks out a heart-to-heart in the corner of the room with someone I just met. I'm, I'm the friend who asks you to hang out one-on-one. I really try not to make things too heavy all the time, but honestly, this is what I'm thinking about when I talk to people. I'm just not really one for banter. I want to know you deeply. I want to know what you're scared of. I want to know what inspires you. And right now, I want to know, do you spend more time thinking about the past, the present, or the future? And why is that? I think your answer to that says a lot about you. These are generalizations by all accounts, so don't take this too seriously. But in my experience, people who spend lots of energy thinking about the future tend to be the most anxious, but also the most organized, driven, creative, and inspired. People who spend lots of energy thinking about the past often have a sad streak, maybe, but by the same token, they're nostalgic, thoughtful, people-centered, and sometimes they have a really beautiful perspective on life. But the unicorns that really, really fascinate me are people who spend most of their time in the present. These are the people who are where their feet are. They live in the moment. They value pleasure and experience over pining and fantasizing. What they sometimes lack in foresight, they tend to make up for with the sheer presence that they bring to each moment without forcing it or overthinking it. It's casual, natural, and simple. This isn't to say that one way is better than any other. I know it kind of sounds like I have a favorite, but I'm just fascinated by people who are instinctively mindful and who live in the moment. Many of us try to do this, but for some people it seems to come more naturally. I have a hard time with it. I get caught up in my own thoughts and I forget to enjoy where I'm at. This tendency has brought me success in a lot of ways, but I think it's somewhat eroded my capacity for satisfaction and contentment because I spend so much time chasing the next thing and so little time realizing what's right under my nose. When I meet someone who lives in the present, I'm immediately aware of it, and I'm immediately fascinated. It's interesting because all my life I was taught to think carefully about the future, above almost all else. And I really took that mandate to heart. I was always really aware of the downstream consequences of my actions, almost, you know, hyper aware of the importance of making right decisions and of prioritizing my future. I really do love school, and I don't think that I could be on the path that I'm on if I didn't love it, but it's no secret that A big reason why I made the decisions I've made so far in my life has been wanting to open future doors for myself, right? Expanding my future possibilities, sometimes at the expense of other things I could be doing for the sake of the present moment itself. And I'm not saying that this is some sort of capitalist tragedy. 
You can call this phenomenon foresight as easily as you can call it anxiety or distraction. And in many ways, I'm proud of this tendency of mine. All of life is a trade-off, right? It's a series of decisions between alternatives because, like we talked about last week, you can do anything, but you can't do everything. I'm very happy with the decisions I've made so far, and if I change my mind, it's never too late for me to pivot. Actually, I even find solace in thinking about the future. When I'm upset, one of the things that helps me the most is to visualize something that I'm looking forward to. Sometimes it's something close, like upcoming plans for the weekend or, I don't know, the end of the pandemic. (laughs) But sometimes it's even something far off and blurry, like winning my first case or waking up in my own house 20 years from now and opening the fridge and seeing it stocked with all the foods I don't buy yet. Visualizing the future intentionally in this way is a really calming experience for me. And no matter how low I've gotten, I've always felt that I had a lot to look forward to in life. But I wonder to what extent my focus on the future has shaped and maybe even handicapped to an extent the way that I think. The vast majority of the decisions that I've made in my life have been future-oriented. Is this part of the reason why I feel like I permanently live in the future and not the present? Does this autopilot thinking pattern fuel the anxiety that I often feel buzzing in the back of my mind? And most importantly, at least to me, does this focus on the future sometimes keep me from fully living my life as it is in the moment? Look, I'm not a hedonist or anything, but if you think about it, the present moment is all we've got. I'm a big fan of planning ahead and being prepared for the future. You probably know this if you know me, but what's the point of living for the future if you don't let yourself enjoy the present, right? (laughs) I don't know. I want to be where my feet are. I want to have that bright, amazing future that I see for myself, sure, but I want to remember that happiness isn't just something that I've got to work for for tomorrow. Happiness is available to me now, right now. As easy as it is to convince myself otherwise, the reality is that I'm not going to turn 30 and go, whew, finally, now I can enjoy the things I've worked for, now I can relax. (laughs) The reality is that If I keep thinking the way that I'm thinking now, I'm probably going to turn 30 and just think, okay, now I've got to carefully manage my finances so that I can retire comfortably, and I've got to make sure my kids have a bright future, and I've got to make sure that I'm making something healthy for dinner tonight so our family's healthy, and I've got to get ahead of my work for the week so that all my clients are happy, and so on, and so on. It just doesn't end. (laughs) I don't want this for myself 10 years from now, so why am I living it now? Or to put it another way, why am I not living today the way that I want to be living in the future? What am I waiting for? I'm never going to feel like I've quote-unquote arrived. I'm always going to be on a journey to whatever's next. That's, That's life. So who's to say that right now isn't the perfect moment to chill out and enjoy the ride? Not be distracted or not, you know, keep my eye off the ball, but just enjoy myself. That's what I'm getting at when I say every week, don't forget to enjoy your life. This is what I'm talking about. And actually, this is part of why I've been meditating more lately. Check out the show notes for my sources here if you doubt my knowledge or expertise, which is definitely fair. But mindfulness meditation has been shown to alter your brain in ways associated with promoting positive affect It can improve your immune functioning, it can enhance present moment attention, 
improve emotional and stress regulation. It can alter your default mode network, which supports self-awareness. All that is among other benefits that have been associated with frequent meditation. I don't know about you, but I want those things for myself. (laughs) The app that I use is Smiling Minds. My doctor recommended it to me. I'm not saying it's my favorite. Definitely not sponsored in case I think that goes without saying. Um, it's, I'm not saying it's my favorite, right, but it's worked for me so far. Um, and their meditations range from one to 30 or even 45 minutes. And an easy way to incorporate meditation into your daily life, which has worked for me so far, is that when you catch yourself scrolling mindlessly through social media, just put that on pause for a minute, meditate for a couple minutes, you know, whether you've only got the energy to do it for a minute and a half, or you think you can do five or 10 minutes, whatever, And then afterwards, you can go back to whatever you were doing before if you want to. It doesn't matter. But I often find that after practicing mindfulness, I'm much more inclined to pick up a book or do some journaling instead. Okay, to sum it all up, you can learn a lot both about yourself and about others from noticing whether you spend more time or more energy living in the past, the present, or the future. Approach this question with curiosity, right? Not judgment. There's no inherently better way of living your life. But do ask yourself whether your thoughts are serving you. I heard a quote the other day that said, most people listen to themselves, but successful people talk to themselves. Sometimes putting your autopilot inner monologue on pause and practicing mindfulness, whether you're intentionally meditating or just choosing to be present with your own thoughts, is a powerful act of self-care. All right, that's it for today, folks. Don't forget to leave me a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening, and pass this along to a friend who might be interested. Until next time, be gentle with yourself, appreciate where you're at, and don't forget to enjoy your life. Bye!